Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hello. Welcome to the Viewmasters, episode 247. The Lady from Shanghai. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, Eric. How are you doing? Uh, I am fine. How are you? I am doing okay. I almost could not remember the name of this movie. And that has happened several times already. I I got concerned that uh, maybe I'd watched the wrong movie for a moment. I don't know why. I think because when I picked it last week, uh, you know, I've got my little list of, of movies that are potential podcast picks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had originally been planning to pick a different one. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I sort of called an audible at the last minute and was like, no, let's go Lady from Shanghai. All right. So <laughs> I was I was briefly confused, but I'm glad we, we both watched the same movie. Uh, yeah, I think we did. Uh, <laughs> I. I will admit that I went to look for it and totally forgot what we were supposed to be watching. <laughs> uh, somehow I managed to to remember it. I'm sorry, the cat is doing something weird. That's fine. Uh, it's distracting. Anyway. Gosh, I understand. <laughs> I mean the you know the the good news is if you do completely forget what we're watching, we record what we're talking about, that so you true. could always go back and listen to it. That would require me to listen to it, though. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you could also ask me. Yeah, and, and I have, I think, in, in the past. You have a couple times, yeah, just yeah. to just to verify. Yep. <laughs> uh, but even. Uh, once I remembered it, and I, like I added it to my watch list, even like going to Amazon and seeing it there as like you know the next thing in my watch list, uh, yeah. I still forgot. <laughs> like, what is this doing here? Yeah, <laughs> never heard of this before. Uh, Orson Welles, the guy from Transformers. <laughs> I just figured we'd get the Transformers reference out of the way early. No, that's this good. time. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still his best movie yet. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, we have watched uh, a couple of Orson Welles movies now, and uh, or or Orson Welles adjacent movies. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, still Transformers tops the list. I would, I would, uh, of the ones that we have watched, I think I would agree with you. <laughs> Certainly, none of them has a, a ballad as as memorable as uh, the Touch. That is, <laughs> like maybe that's what this movie needed was this scene of. Rita Hayworth on a boat singing The Touch. Uh, I would say that you could say that for any movie. <laughs> That's true. 
if you just throw the touch into any movie, it's going to automatically improve it. I thought you meant specifically Rita Hayworth on a boat singing it. Well, I mean, that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> like, it's just, it's like Star Wars, and then in the background, Rita Hayworth floats by on a boat singing the touch. All right. You know what? Um, Odd choice, George, but let's go with it. I'm not opposed to that either, honestly. <laughs> it's Rita Hayworth on a boat singing The Touch is the new uh, Bernie Sanders at the inauguration meme. <laughs> oh, good, because it's only been a day and I'm already tired of it. You know... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I think, I feel like yesterday, so so we're recording uh, the day after the inauguration. Yes. Trump uh, got inaugurated, finally. Yeah, I mean, Trump wearing Joe Biden's face was inaugurated for his second term. Yes, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, everyone was just like, it, it was It was probably, you know, the the relief that, you know, Trump was no longer president. And there was no, like, horrific violence yeah. uh, during or, you know, directly around the inauguration. And, and I feel like that relief manifested itself in, look at Bernie Sanders slumped in his chair. <laughs> Here he is crossing the Delaware with George Washington. Here he is on on the deck of the Titanic, you know, just like... Let's put him everywhere. Yeah. Every, everyone had a bunch of nervous energy that they didn't know what to do with, and they directed it at that meme. I, I guess so. Uh, but, yeah, boy, it, it got old fast. It did. <laughs> uh, I made a couple of them, I will admit. Uh, well, I saw you post something about the Dr. Manhattan uh, meme. I did that. Oh my god, that is that is my ongoing crusade <laughs> is to erase the the horrible version of the Doctor Manhattan meme that's out there with the bad lettering and the incorrect text. <laughs> my my mission, if I could, if I could do a Wanda Maximoff or or you know a Thanos finger snap for anything. <laughs> It would be to replace that terrible meme with the actual, you know, lettering and quote from Watchmen. All right. <laughs> that's that's what I would do with my absolute power, is I would correct memes. Uh, but just uh, make sure that you do not credit the original writer. No, if, I, I would credit it as the original writer. Oh, okay. Of course. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I meant. There. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I made one. I made one with Bernie in the Black Lodge, mm -hmm. uh, and then this morning I made one that I didn't share because uh, I thought it might be a little too niche. Uh, I uh, took a scene from Weekend at Bernie's and I replaced Bernie with Bernie. All right, I, I don't see how that's niche at all. I mean, it's it's not you know like an iconic scene or anything from that movie. It's just like a screen grab I could find okay. <laughs> where they had Bernie's corpse sitting. And I was like, oh, this would be easy enough to do, so 
I mean, was was uh, Jonathan Silverman and uh, Andrew McCarthy in the the scene as well? Yes. Yeah. Oh. They're they're all in, they're all on a boat. <laughs> that, that, that is like. that's perfectly fine. Then. All right. I've the never seen Weekend at Bernie's. Neither okay. have I. My next pick. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> well, good app. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and take this off air here. All right. Uh, fuck, I don't think we talked about the movie at all. <laughs> no. Why we talked about we talked about it in the pantheon of Orson Welles movies that we've watched. <laughs> In comparison to Transformers, I think we covered it. All right, fair. <laughs> no, we should we should probably actually talk about it. All right. If if for no other reason than I really want to talk about Orson Welles' accent. <laughs> you mean when he remembers to do it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say that was, uh, I was not expecting that uh, first thing in the movie. Yeah, I it, it took me aback for sure. <laughs> like the combination of his just atrocious, spotty Irish accent and then just the, the fact that all of his lines were, were uh, recorded afterwards so they didn't always line up with his mouth movements. <laughs> Like it really threw me. I did not notice that actually. I it's mostly in like you know the the scenes where he's you know you know straight on the camera or whatever where it's clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot better than scenes where like the you know the the opening scene is he's like driving the carriage uh, with with Rita Hayworth uh, in the in the carriage. And I feel like I noticed it a lot during that sequence that it didn't seem like his mouth movements were quite lining up with the, with what he was saying. Okay. I, I didn't... Uh, I feel like maybe I did notice it here and there throughout the movie, but uh, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't ever distracting, anyway. Yeah, it's uh, just... I feel like that's something that, that, that I pick up on. Eh, and that, that's why. that bugs me. <laughs> It's uh, it's like me in comics, and lately I've just been really getting bothered by bad lettering. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot out there. Bad bad lettering is really, I, I it, it it there's nothing that takes me out of a comic faster. Yep. You know, the the art can be spectacular, but if the lettering's bad, boy, I just cannot get into it. Yep, yep, yep. What have you read uh, lately that has bad lettering? Oh boy, uh, that uh, well, uh, I recently read a uh, Steve Ditko archive of his uh, Charlton work, right? Uh, like Captain Adam Blue Beetle. Most of that was just terrible. Uh, partly because it's like that typewritten thing that they just kind of paste on the art. Yeah, uh, but there are also so just some some real weird choices that were made there, uh, like as far as like balloon shape and placements, and uh, also just Steve Ditko writing is not great. <laughs> uh, but like for modern comics, like uh, I read the uh, the next Batman, uh, okay, future state thing. 
Yeah, uh, that that had some some bad lettering choices in it. And oh, uh, I didn't I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, it it bothers me quite a bit. Uh, and in similar choices, I don't know even maybe it was the same letter. I'm not sure, but uh, in the uh, King and Black, uh, Gwenum versus Carnage. Uh, one shot or whatever that was uh, yeah. that also had very similar weird choices being made throughout. So, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't notice it as much on those two books, yeah. but uh, yeah, like th- there are a couple books that I've read semi recently that have had just like the font choice is really weird. It, yeah. That's that's mostly what what does it for me. Yeah. Uh, I just read one today. Like the the book was fine, and uh, like as far as like the actual dialogue, uh, the 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 lettering was was perfect. Yeah, uh, but for like the captions, they chose to go with like uh, a typewritten, like almost courier type font. Okay, uh, it's also very small. Uh, it was, uh, hard to get through at times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have that trouble with like a script font. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't always translate well. I feel like. No. Yeah. I've, I've definitely seen a few like that as well. Uh, in, in, I know like Sandman is, is, you know, uh, thought of highly, but sometimes, uh, I know Todd Klein would like change the fonts for every character. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes some of the choices that he made were not that great. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, uh, like you said, involving a, a script font. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anywho. <laughs> this is our font podcast. <laughs> I, could, I could easily do a font podcast. <laughs> uh, this week, Comic Sans. Uh, hot, hot takes. Uh, here's my hot take. It's not as bad as you think. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I know. You're going to get canceled, buddy. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I deserve it for other things, but if that's what gets me, I'm okay with it. <laughs> you should you should start a, an uh, unpopular font opinion Twitter meme. <laughs> like... <laughs> What's what's your unpopular font opinion? <laughs> Mine is Comic Sans isn't that bad. Yeah. Papyrus, a okay. <laughs> Wingdings <laughs> are super fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, the lady from Shanghai. Yeah. So, man, this movie has some weird choices in it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. I thought it was kind of dull. <laughs> to be completely I, honest, I don't. I didn't find it dull. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, it, I think maybe it takes a uh, a little while to get going with the the I guess main plot of the movie. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it. Because uh, because it's not long. Um, but I mean, I did feel for like, like at least the first third of it, I was uh, just 
kept thinking to myself, where is this going? Right. <laughs> what what is this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like I I almost expected it to be like I I got real um double indemnity vibes from it. Okay, yeah. But but it's not really like that. Yeah, not. at least at, at least not, you know, outwardly. No. <laughs> um so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just I had trouble getting into it. And, and, yeah, uh, that's fine. Because uh, because there are definitely stuff in it that uh, took me out of it. You know, uh, but it was mostly just like performance choices, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, and and some weird tonal shifts. Yeah, um, there's weird like comedy parts. I feel yep. like, <laughs> like, like within like the first ten minutes of the movie, I was like, "This is kind of funny." Yeah, <laughs> but then like it, it's not really that funny afterwards. For most of the movie, until like the courtroom scene, and then suddenly it's a comedy again, right? <laughs> Yeah, oh, the courtroom scene was was really something. Yeah. As a connoisseur of courtroom scenes, that was that was very strange. Yeah, uh, I would say for me that was probably the low part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is which is weird because that's the part that I feel like had my attention the best. Like, like our our hero is in in peril now. He's right. on trial for murder. Like this is this is where it should really you know the drama should really ramp up and the tension should ramp up, and yeah, it just kind of like is goofy and just a miss all around. Uh, I mean, was it the? you know, random jurors just doing weird shit in the middle of, like, you know, <laughs> the questioning. <laughs> that didn't help. Or was it, you know, the, uh, uh, I guess, main antagonist of the movie sort of, uh, you know, doing a weird comedy shtick where he uh, interrogates himself on the stand? <laughs> <laughs> With his weird ass Marty Feldman eyes. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just got a got a real weird vibe from that guy <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure is the point, in which case, well done. Sure, you know. Uh he he is one of uh Wells's uh go to guys. Oh yeah. He was in Citizen Kane, he was part of the uh, Mercury Theater. Oh nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, like, after I read that he was in Citizen Kane, I was like, okay, yeah, I recognize that guy. Other than, like, me spending, like, 20 minutes wondering if that was actually Marty Feldman or not. Right. (laughs) But I believe Marty Feldman would have been way too young. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, just, man. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you know, uh, there, there's uh, 
we get Orson Welles' action hero in this movie. Right? Yeah, the the, the fight sequence is exciting. <laughs> There's two of them. The, wait, where's the, when's the second or the first one? The first one is like the very first scene when he's uh, rescuing oh, yeah. Rene Hayworth. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, thrilling. <laughs> I mean, clearly, I... clearly super exciting because I forgot all about it. <laughs> really I mean, sticks with you. There, there's, uh, I mean, uh, I would say this for, for a lot of older movies that uh, the action sequences in a lot of even old action movies are not very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I thought uh, I thought they were fairly competent in this. Yeah, the the one in the, um, I guess it's in the judges' chambers. Yeah. Um, I thought that one was actually pretty well done. Yeah. Um, just, you know, the, the physicality of it and smashing, they smashed a lot of stuff. And they sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I thought, I thought that was legitimately exciting. You know, and it did well for, you know, the, uh, the tension of, of the scene and then where the, the movie was going at the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, yeah. I, I, I did have... Like the 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 stuff leading up to it is kind of ludicrous. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, he just he grabs, I don't know, like five aspirin off the table <laughs> in an attempted suicide. Uh, I I think they were supposed to be more powerful than aspirin, but uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what he does. <laughs> I mean, you're probably right, but the bottle wasn't labeled. And no, yeah. The the uh, the his lawyer uh, Arthur Bannister was just you know taking them willy nilly. So <laughs> well, I, don't know, for, I thought maybe he just had a headache. Uh, they're for his pain. Oh, that okay. he apparently is constantly in. Gotcha. Uh, you know, alluded to earlier in the movie when Rita Hayworth mentions that uh, she has often thought about taking his pain pillows to uh, kill herself. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that was set up earlier, and I yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I I again forgot about it. Uh, to be fair, that did kind of happen in one of the least interesting sections of the movie. <laughs> uh, basically, the entire time that they're traveling, right? They spend a lot of time on that boat. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um. So, uh, I don't know. Is there a plot to this movie? Uh, ish, I think. <laughs> I, I feel like it, it's explained within the last two minutes of the movie what the plot is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, Wells is, uh, plays Mike O'Hara. Yep, an Irishman he's, from he's Ireland. A, an, an Irishman from Ireland, even uh, authentically yes. from Ireland, That's right? Faith and Begora, <laughs> uh, and he's also a seaman, tee hee hee, <laughs> who uh, he meets uh, Rita Hayworth's uh, Elsa Bannister uh, in Central Park, and he uh, saves her from some ruffians. 
and uh, they sort of strike up a relationship, I guess, or just a flirtatious thing. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, uh, he is recruited to be a uh, crewman on uh, his or her husband's boat. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, like like we said, they spend a lot of time on the boat. Yep. And going to, uh, you know, uh, Mexico, I guess? I guess, yeah. yeah. Spanish-speaking places. Right. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, they also while... meet uh, Grigsby. Yes. The weirdest fucking guy in the world. Yeah, that guy is is super strange. <laughs> and and really really interesting and entertaining to watch. But would not want to be in the same room with that guy. Yeah, he, he is very sweaty. Uh and just awkward and uncomfortable. Uh, just just made me uncomfortable watching him. As you describe him, I realize that he is me. Sweaty and sweaty and awkward. You don't sweat that much. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the circumstance. At least not publicly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've revealed too much about myself. I mean, do they do they meet him on the boat? Like, does he take he takes like a a little speedboat up to the boat? Is that what happens? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's real strange. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then just uh, immediately just starts uh, being super weird to uh, to Orson Welles. Yeah, just uh, creeping on him immediately. Yeah, just. Like almost suggestively, I definitely got uh, a vibe from yeah. that for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, like at, at first I thought it was you know towards towards Rita Hayworth's character, but yeah. I mean no, there there's definitely something else going on there. Yeah, there, there's I'd say some homoerotic vibes, not just from him, but even from Bannister as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like the, the scene where uh, they are in Alcapulco, I believe, and uh, Bannister and Grisby are drunk and uh, Michael O'Hara tells them the story about the sharks very yeah. subtly. Uh <laughs> Uh, like that, that whole sequence and, and interaction with those characters is just very off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like just, so the scene where Grigsby, like he had been hinting up to that point a couple of times about, you know, some sort of, uh, possible murder plot in play. When he finally tells Michael about it, uh, that he wants Michael to kill him, uh, and they're like walking around, and I thought, like, because they walk up to this cliff, and I thought that uh, I thought he was going to jump off the cliff. I definitely thought he was going to jump off the cliff too, uh, <laughs> and like the the way that it the way that it plays out, like he says 
you know, like, I want you to kill me. Yeah. And then, like, goes out of frame. Yeah. But I felt like you couldn't tell that he was, you know, <laughs> that he hadn't jumped. Right. <laughs> it was just, it was very dramatic. Wow. And and somewhat disorienting. And, and the way that he... He also disappears off out of frame by saying really quick, See ya, fella! Right. <laughs> it's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> That's actually how I'm going to start leaving rooms from now on. I mean, the only person that I see is Jenny. But, you know, every time I leave the room, See ya, fella! I can guarantee you she's going to love it. I can imagine. <laughs> uh, so I'll let yeah, you know how that goes. No, uh, please uh, keep us posted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a note to myself so I don't forget to do this. Excellent. I will text you daily to remind you. Please do. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, so the plot from there is that uh, Grigsby wants Michael to kill him. Uh, but but it's, a, it's a complicated ruse. Right. It's an uh, insurance scam, basically. Yeah, essentially. Uh, it, it reminded me a lot of uh, sort of the plot of Fletch. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen Fletch. Oh, okay. Uh, it... Basically, it's uh, a a rich man hires uh, Fletch to kill him, but uh, it's you know uh, an insurance scam, basically. Gotcha. Uh, but then you know, as with everything, uh, everything goes horribly wrong. And, yeah, I mean that happens. Yeah, and 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 what was supposed to be a ruse uh, actually winds up in an actual murder, and the wrong people get murdered, and the wrong people get accused, and it winds up in the weirdest, most comical trial ever put to film <laughs> outside of my cousin Vinny. Right. <laughs> and there were no youths involved in this trial. <laughs> nope, no youths whatsoever. <laughs> Excuse me? Ute? <laughs> like, from Utah? <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah, we're good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm part of it too. Is that you know, Bannister knows that uh, O'Hara and his wife have been canoodling. Sure. So you know, he's not exactly motivated to win the trial. Right. Now that I think about it, that may that may account for some of the the nonsense that happens during the trial. <laughs> But it's still, you know, there, there's enough else going on that it's all just, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, like, when, when, you know, the plot is, the, the scheme is laid out, like, it's almost, you know, one twist too many. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and just everything leading up to it. Uh, just feels like a bit much. <laughs> like uh, him hiding out in the Chinese theater. Yeah. 
that was real weird. Yep. And uh, I don't know if it's culturally insensitive. <laughs> it feels like it is. But maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, the thought that I had while watching it was that it at least appears that if that the actors were actually Chinese. Yeah. And not just white people pretending. Yeah. So that was uh, that was heartening. Yeah, that that made me feel not great, but you know, <laughs> better about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so so yeah, you're you're right. The 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 twists sort of compound towards the end, like we. Yeah. So so Michael, uh, as the jury comes back to render their verdict. Uh, takes a handful of pills uh, in an apparent attempted suicide. Um, but it's all just a ruse so that he can escape. Um, and he and he does manage to escape, and he, he and uh, Elsa behind him uh, manage to get over to the Chinese theater. Um, and then while they're there, uh, Michael... I guess, did he know that Elsa was the actual murderer before that point, or did he just figure it out when he finds the gun in her bag? Uh, I, I, I feel like he had figured it out. Okay. Uh, cause, cause he, like he mentions, uh, needing to find the gun in order to prove his innocence. And yeah. then just like goes into her bag and finds the gun. Yeah. Uh, so, so I feel like, yeah, he knew that she had done the murders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so, uh, so he grabs the gun. How does she get it back from him? Uh, oh, that's right. He passes out because of the pills. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's it. And then, and then, uh, and then she and her, I guess, servants. Yeah, I uh, think so. Yeah. To take take him to uh, an abandoned amusement park, <laughs> uh, yep. which, as they note, is a, a good place to hide out. Sure, I mean, that's why the Joker does it. You know, <laughs> that was literally exactly what I thought. <laughs> like, yeah, the Joker agrees with you. <laughs> that is a good place to hide out. <laughs> Like, all it needed was Commissioner Gordon in a cage in weird bondage gear. Uh, only in our imaginations. <laughs> That'll be the new Bernie meme. Is... <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I did, I thought that that whole sequence at the amusement park and, you know, in the, the crazy house and the, the hall of mirrors was really cool. I, I did as well. The, the crazy house part in particular, when he's just like tumbling around and, and going down the slide mm -hmm. like that just looked, it looked really neat and was, yeah, just visually really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I would say the whole movie looks great. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, other than, uh, you know, some weird choices made by a couple of actors and his 
spotty uh, Irish accent. Uh, I think the performances were all very good otherwise. Right. <laughs> Rita Hayworth is fantastic. She is fantastic, and I totally get why Andy Dufresne would have a poster of her in his uh, cell. <laughs> she is very attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I've only seen her in one other thing, um, which is like her big, her first big movie, which is Gilda. Okay. Um, and she's very good in that too. She, I, f- I forgot, I-, I had forgotten that she has like a big singing number in that as well before mm-hmm. she, like when she sings in this movie, I was like, oh yeah, of course they'd get her. But <laughs> then I saw that they dubbed her voice for this movie. So who knows? Really? Yeah. Huh. That's weird. I thought it was weird, too. Huh. Uh, yeah. I'd, if I have ever seen her in another movie, I am unaware. Uh, and I did not look up her uh, her filmography to, to see if there was anything that rang a bell or not. Yeah. Uh, I so. do know, I know that uh, in Mulholland Drive, the uh, amnesiac character takes the name Rita. Mm-hmm. Uh, after seeing the poster for Gilda. Okay. So, little little uh, David Lynch connection there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, literally before this, the only thing I knew about her was that, uh, you know, Rita Hayworth in The Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Stephen King short story. Right. <clears throat> which was which was called the the poster of Rita Hayworth, right? It was called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that is what it's called. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were just saying a sentence. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do at times. Right. <laughs> Occasionally. I have heard you speak in complete sentences. Every once in a while. You wouldn't get it from listening to this podcast. No, not at all. But we both speak in complete sentences sometimes. Yep. And? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Semicolon. Uh, I did read that there was almost a remake of this movie. I did read in, that as well. Yeah, in the late nineties. Yep. Uh, with uh, Brendan Fraser. Yes, and Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yep. Yep. That would have been, been amazing. Yeah. I. I like most of those people. Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, Brendan, I assume Brendan Fraser doing an Irish accent <laughs> in the Orson Welles role <laughs> would have been interesting. Sure, I, I mean, you know, who, who's to say that, uh, you know, they would have just uh, done away with that altogether, you know? <laughs> it's true. Probably for the best, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, I was talking to a friend about uh, Elizabeth Olsen's Wanda Maximoff accent mm-hmm. in the lead-up to WandaVision last week. Alright. And uh, and just how how spotty and, and weird that has been in previous things. So I was glad to see it more or less gone from the first couple episodes of WandaVision, though I did read that it may it may come back. Uh, okay. As the as things get resolved, huh? because I, she... I I remember she has it in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
I remember reading something about, you know, like in the, the follow-up movies that she had been in, like she got rid of it because, you know, she's assimilating to American life. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I, I remember it sort of coming in and out okay. in the but, other movies. So maybe that is part of it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe knows? it's an acting choice. It could be. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah, it's not a great accent. Yeah. For, you know, a weird made-up country. (laughs) (laughs) What, I've been to Sokovia. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, the lady from Shanghai. Yeah, I, you know, uh, for the most part, I did enjoy it. Uh, You know, definitely in the, the... New to me, Orson Welles' oeuvre, not the best. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was entertained for the most part. If, if yeah. If not I... half of that time spent, you know, thinking, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was it was probably the, the middle part of it that sort of lost me. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, the, 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 the parts that did hold my attention well held my attention well and were and were entertaining if completely strange yeah yeah <laughs> um and i i do i almost feel like it was worth it just for the last sequence the the amusement park sequence because that was really that was really cool it was definitely the best part of the movie for sure and i can see why the sort of hall of mirrors thing became a trope afterwards oh yeah absolutely uh, yeah, you know, I, I would say it's, it's worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go out of your way, but you know, if you're in the mood for some, some classic noir, you can do worse. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. <sighs> so I think we may have both watched another movie, uh, over the past week. Okay. <laughs> uh, at least... When I tweeted about it, it seemed like you had seen it. Uh, if you're talking about Promising Young Woman? Yes, that is what I'm talking about. Yes, I have seen it. What did you think of that? I really enjoyed that movie. I did too. Uh, I would. That's uh, weird because it, it's also another movie where, like, for the most part, I was watching it wondering what in the hell was happening. Right. <laughs> um, but... Uh, and, and also, like, the, uh, without spoiling it, since it is new and, and not a lot of people have seen it. Right. Uh, the, the ending of it bummed me the fuck out. Yeah. It's Uh, a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a super bummer. (laughs) I've, I've done a lot of reading, uh, of people's readings of the ending basically mm-hmm. just to sort of i feel like i'm still coming to terms with it right like i i liked it but yeah it's it's uh it's a bummer yeah uh i mean because because uh just wanting to root for the main character and, and the ending that she is given is not great, <laughs> but also she still—it's not satisfying. 
Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, reminded me. It reminded me of. Um, did you ever see Million Dollar Baby? I have not. No. Okay, but you know the story of it, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it reminded me of. I remember seeing Million Dollar Baby, not knowing anything about it, mm-hmm. um, and when when she gets injured and is paralyzed, right? Like the movie just completely changes, mm-hmm. and 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 promising young woman, like the the last act of it, I guess, reminded me a lot of that feeling that I had when I saw Million Dollar Baby the first time. Like, I I hated, I hated the ending of Million Dollar Baby <laughs> at the time. Sure. Uh, I haven't revisited it, um, but, you know, I, I can, I can respect what it was doing. Right. And, and I feel, you know, the same way about, or I, I think I do anyway, about the ending of Promising Young Woman. I you, you saying that you hated the ending of Million Dollar Baby because of the the, the shift I guess, uh, like makes me think that in the moments of watching Promising Young Woman when when you know the the last ten twenty minutes of it or so happened, like I did hate it in that moment. Yeah. I was like, I was with this movie all the way up until then, and then that happens, and then I was just like, why? And, and it was upsetting, but, you know, I think it's purposefully supposed to be upsetting. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would highly recommend that movie for sure. I would as well, yeah. Uh, a lot of really great performances in it, and just, just really well done, and... Uh, it's it's so many different types of movies all at once too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's really interestingly constructed. Yeah, like like there's moments where you think it's a horror movie. There's moments where you think it's just a romantic comedy. Uh, it is just it's it's great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to mention that. No, yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so, anything uh, bringing you any kind of joy this week? Uh, not really that I can think of. Right. <laughs> Other than I guess the inauguration and Trump no longer being the president. I mean, that's pretty great. It is pretty great. I, uh, I still feel I still feel a lot of dread. Sure. Uh, and just stress, but you know that's. That's one less thing to worry about for the moment. He doesn't have the nuclear codes anymore. So, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I felt bad because on uh, inauguration day, like I tweeted a bunch of just cynical, negative shit, and I was like, you know, so many people are just you know feeling good. And I was like, I should just let them have the day, but like, it's not a fix. No, yeah. Uh, we as a country are severely fucking broken. And just because, you know, we got an okay person, like, in the White House now doesn't fix anything. Yeah. Uh, the things that are horribly wrong with us are still horribly wrong with us and can only get worse. Uh, 
Uh, so it's it's hard for me to to be super cheerful about it when I just know that people are probably just gonna try to sweep it under the rug and ignore the last four years, right? And yeah, and that is absolutely the last thing that we should be doing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I was I was glad to hear during his inauguration address that he specifically called out like, you know, white supremacy and and all of that as 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 ongoing things. Yeah. And <laughs> not just like like he's talking about unity too, but it sounds like, you know, come together but recognize that there are these problems that still need to be addressed. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That, that's that. It's it. It brought me a, a degree of happiness this week. I guess. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's it's something. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, you know, uh, I go for you know superficial joy whenever I can. Uh, you know, there's a a show that I've been watching on Netflix. Uh, I've been watching it for a while. I uh, discovered it last spring. Uh. I've talked about Taskmaster uh, before. Yes. Uh, the the host of it has a... He's been on a couple of different shows and sitcoms. Uh, but there's one in particular that I've been watching called Man Down. Okay. Uh, Greg Davies uh, is the, the star of it. And uh, I've been watching the, the final season of it. There's only like four seasons. Uh, but it is just been particularly even more hilarious uh the final season and uh just makes me laugh like a madman when i watch it so <laughs> that's awesome uh so so that that is what's bringing me joy this week nice very nice yeah yeah not not deep not uh philosophical but uh, just stupidity at its best there there's there's nothing that says any anything has to be deep or philosophical uh, i know <laughs> <laughs> we're all just doing what we can to get by yeah yeah that is true uh do you want to pick a movie for next week sure uh before i do uh i i want to relate uh something that actually has to do with uh uh this movie that we watched Ooh, okay uh something that i uh found out uh totally independently of us watching this movie interesting okay um so, uh, so one thing we didn't mention is that uh, Orson Welles uh, was married to Rita Hayworth at one time, right? Uh, and I believe it was after this movie, uh, shortly after they got divorced. Um, but prior to their relationship, Orson Welles had a relationship with uh, a woman by the name of uh, Myla Nurmi, okay, who is better known to the world as Vampira. Oh wow. The uh, one of the first uh, late night TV horror hosts, and also the star of Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yes, I do remember seeing this now. Yes, and uh, so it turns out that uh, while they were in a relationship together, uh, Vampira got pregnant. Uh, then Orson Welles left her, and so she put the child up for adoption. Uh, and apparently she's got a biography of her coming out soon. Yeah. 
And the writer of the biography found out about this and found the child that she gave up for adoption who had no idea that his parents are the creators of uh, Horror Host and Citizen Kane. Yeah, it's an incredible story. And he's like 79 years old or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't see if he had any kids or grandkids of his own, but just like the idea of out of the blue, like, oh yeah, you're related to Orson Welles, <laughs> yep. is just baffling, mind-boggling. <laughs> uh, and and so that sort of relates to to both the movie that we just watched and the movie I'm gonna pick. Ooh, Plan Nine. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, but. Uh, uh, you, uh, you seem to, to, to have a habit of wanting to pick these, uh, prestigious classic movies. <laughs> uh, and I always want to bring us down with some just low-grade trash. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm gonna pick a movie that, uh, surely, uh, was broadcast on a, uh, vampire television show at some point. Okay. Uh, I believe this movie is on HBO Max, which I, I think you probably still have. I do, yes. Okay. You didn't do a free <laughs> trial and bail? No, not not just for Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> uh, the 1958 uh, classic movie, The Blob. Oh, nice. Starring Steve McQueen. That's awesome. I've never seen that. I never have either. Uh, Excellent. So, yeah. Uh, that that is uh, what I would like to watch next week. That is a fantastic pick. All right, <laughs> I look forward to watching that. Excellent. All right, all right. Well, uh, good luck, America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and to you, I say, see ya, fella. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Viewmasters.